I found 1212 right after I miscarried our first baby and I got connected with them. And before 1212, I felt very alone. After I got connected with the podcast and the small groups, I had people to come alongside with me in this journey that I'm on. Impact stories like this one are only made possible by donors like you. To donate to 1212 Ministries, text the word 12 to 345-345. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast, where we are holding the microphone so you can hear God's calling and purpose for your life loud and clear. My name is Nicole and I'm your host. We've got another throwback episode for you. Megan Howell is sharing all the things regarding motherhood. She's talking about what it's like to be in the waiting to become a mom, and then also her experience with being a mom of six. So regardless of your current season and story, this episode is for you. So here's my conversation with Megan Howell. I have to be honest, you guys, because I haven't known uh, Megan very long, but I can tell you that she loves Jesus. She loves her family and she stewards her gifts super well. She lives on mission and works on her purpose every day. And I just admire you so much. And I just want to thank you for all that you've done so far for 1212 Ministries. Well, thank you for involving me. It's, it's an honor and I'm glad to help out wherever I can. Love that. So today we are talking about motherhood. And we're talking about the good, but also the less less than desirable <laughs> of, of motherhood <laughs> as well. And um, and so there's just so many great examples of motherhood in the Bible, like Sarah and Hagar. We have Rebecca and Rachel and Hannah and Elizabeth, and of course Mary, Jesus's mother. Um, and so these women, they obeyed God's calling, served sacrificially, and built a life of faith for their family. And we can just learn so much from their examples um, of these biblical mothers. And Megan, I know this is super cliche, and not every, and not everyone is encouraged by her, um, but I, I'm super motivated by the Proverbs 31 women. And mm -hmm. again, I know that I'm nothing like her, <laughs> and I have major... <laughs> failing moments, um, you know, but, but I am inspired by her. So I would love to just read a little bit uh, from Proverbs 31, uh, 25 through 31. And so it says, strength and honor are her clothing, and she can laugh at the time to come. Her mouth speaks wisdom and loving instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the activities of her household and is never idle. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Many women have done noble deeds, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Give her the reward of her labor and let her works praise her at the city gates. Love that so much. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so Megan for real, to be honest, I just want to get out of the way and just let you pour into our listeners today. So, so first, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? And then I would love for you to just share, you know, what's on your heart and what you've learned on this journey. 
Sure. So um, I grew up on a farm in Kansas and met my husband in college. He's from Kansas as well. And um, we spent the first several years of our marriage there. And then about four and a half years ago, felt like we were being called to Texas, really for no rhyme or reason. We just felt like it was where we were supposed to be. And so we went and we had just had newborn twins. We had four kids under the age, well, four kids, four and under. Um, and we packed up and moved to a place where we had um, no family, really no friends locally, you know. And so when we got here, we just like plopped ourselves into the <laughs> middle of anyone's life who would have us because <laughs> we knew we were going to have to find a community. And so ever since then, it's been awesome because I God placed us right where we were supposed to be like literally on the right street in the right church. We've met the right people and there's been so many different relationships and opportunities that have lined up because we were obedient. Um, and so since then we have had another child and I'm actually due to have our sixth um, here. Well, I'm due Easter weekend. We will see when it shows up, but <laughs> that's when it's coming. So I will have had um, six kids in about eight and a half years. And, um, we are very entrepreneurial minded. So we've always got some, some business stuff going on. And, um, I have learned to ask for help. That has been a skill for sure. That's a learned skill as a woman, I think, because that Proverbs 31 woman, um, it even says there in the beginning, you know, who can find her <laughs> verse, <laughs> yes. like verse 10, it's like this, Hey, I'm about to tell you about this woman, but FYI, I don't really know where she is. Um, so let that be a little bit of an encouragement to you that yes, it is, um, something to, to go after and to be like, and yeah, we want our children to rise up and to speak well of us. And we want to be a gift to them and our husbands. And we don't want to be lazy, but at the same time, we can't run all the way through that list and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm not hand making all of my kids clothing. I'm not a Proverbs 31 <laughs> woman. Like that's not, that's not what it's wanting us to yeah. take on. So I think she's still lost, but we can search for her. So yes, <laughs> that's good. That's so good. Okay. So you guys, I, I hope you heard that and you didn't miss that, that Megan is having her sixth kiddo. And so you're busy. You're yes. probably always on the go and, mm -hmm. and things maybe they don't go the, the way that you have planned. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, can you just share a little bit either about what your day looks like? How do you plan and how do you spend time for you? Mm -hmm. Um, so I like to say that we have a very active life. So we have a very full <laughs> life. Um, because I feel like busy is, um, I don't, I don't know. I, there's a saying, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy, right? Yes. So like busy is a distraction from kind of what we're supposed to be doing, what we're supposed to be filling our time with. So, you know, I have realized that I've chosen my life and whatever is in my schedule, I choose it. And so if it's full, it's because I've done it to myself because I want it that way. And, um, I think that that's a realization too, that a lot of us need to come to is, that we really do pick our life. You know, if you look at a friend, you're not living in that house. You're not working that job. You're not married to her husband. Like you, you really have chosen your life. And um, so we do get to choose how full it is and what activities we're involved in and what activities our kids are involved in. And, um, you know, we might need help kind of narrowing down different 
priorities sometimes, but I think that that realization gives you a little bit of power because then you can be confident that, okay, like if I'm overwhelmed, that's okay because by choice, I can make myself a little more underwhelmed, right? And <laughs> that was what um, one of the realizations that I had to kind of learn. I, I think having twins really forced me into being cool with asking for help because before yep. that, with just having two kids, I was definitely the like, I'm going to do this all on my own. I don't need any help. I can do all the things. It, you know, but it's still stressful. You know, whether you have one kid, whether you have two kids, whether you got eight kids, but it's still not always picture perfect. And um, I realized that if I wanted to, and, and we homeschool as well. And so I was like, okay, you know, I got to realize my limits. If I really want to have a part in educating my kids and I want to stay at home, but yet I also want to be in ministry, but yet I also want to earn money and feel accomplished that way. But yet I also want to clean house. Like (laughs) I literally can't do it all. And so someone please help me. And so, you know, that's looked different for us in different seasons. Um, one thing that we did when we moved to Texas is we, we knew that um, date nights between my husband and I were super important with having, you know, being in a new environment and having so many little kids. Um, and so we found a couple people we could trust and we had to pay for two babysitters when we would want to go out because I didn't really feel comfortable leaving one college girl alone with yes. two, two newborn infants and a two-year-old and a four-year-old, you know? And so we made the investment and we shelled out for babysitting fees so that we could have that time together. And so that's kind of how I've looked at asking for help going forward is like, I'm, I'm investing in not just my time to do the things that I want or need to do or time with my husband, but just in my family in general, it's good to kind of have a new energy come into the house. And, um, I don't need to be prideful about, I did this and I did that. If somebody helped me, then thank you, God, for sending them yes. into my life. So absolutely. Um, I one of the revelations that I had on the couch one time before we have kind of a um, I guess she would be a part time nanny. It's a, it's a she's someone consistent who comes in. You know, it's not somebody different every time. Um, but before we found her last year, I was sitting on the couch folding clothes, and I had kind of had like a I don't know, an angry day. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> everything I do just gets undone. Like, why am I even folding these clothes? They're just going to wear them tomorrow and they're going to be dirty anyway, you know? And um, I was just kind of complaining and I felt like God was like, if you had someone to help you do all of this, like to do the chores, to help take care of the kids, to help cook, to help clean up, like, would that be valuable to you? And I like kind of got excited, like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, do you have someone in mind? Like, what, who should I call? And he didn't give me a name or a face or anything like that. But he said, then why is it any less valuable when you do it? Oh, you know? and so <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Like I would, I would place value on all of the things if someone else was doing it, or I literally am placing value on it if I'm paying someone else, right? Like you're paying someone to clean your house, you're placing value on that. And so why is it any less valuable if you're doing it yourself? And it's not. Um, but sometimes you just have to get, gotta get chastised just a little bit to kind of switch mm-hmm. back into place. But um, yeah, there's a lot of learning that happens on the journey of motherhood. And it's not 
all fun or feel good, but it's necessary. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so and Megan, what do you think? Are, are you more intentional, you know, or do you just try to simplify all the areas of your life? You know, does that make sense? Like, are you just like, it can be messy, it can be chaotic, but in this moment, we're going to be super intentional or like, are you just trying to simplify all of those areas in your life, you know, to kind of make it work? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, you know, I have come to some standard of flexibility, but yet at the same time, I know who I am and I'm not, I'm a person of order. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to have things organized. I like to have things clean. I like to have things ticking along at a good predictable pace. Um, <laughs> that's just me. That's just how I like it. I am not a spontaneous risk taking, you know, fly by the seat of my pants kind of woman. I'm just not. Um, and so, and that's okay. Like some people are, and they probably have way more fun as a human than I do, but yeah, I'm, I'm focused and I'm structured and I'm okay with that. Um, but at the same time, I have kind of learned, like if plans get moved or things get changed, then I just need to roll with it because being upset about it really does no good anyway. So, um, we do have, I would say a fairly simple quote unquote life. Um, currently, um, we live out in the country. And so with the kids' homeschooling schedule for now, they do have a lot of freedom you know, just to run around and be kids. And I like that aspect as far as, you know, it being simple. Um, we don't, I mean, like little practical things, like we don't buy our kids a lot of toys. Um, mm -hmm. We kind of let the grandparents get them a couple of things for birthdays or Christmas. But we, especially in the last several years, have just started asking like, hey, can you just buy us a family pass to this place? Or you know, can you buy us entry fees for, for this so that we can have those experiences? Because first Ooh, of all, that's good. I love that. The, the toys are either going to get lost or broken or something literally within a 24 hour period, unless they're made of wood or steel. And so <laughs> I don't need a bunch of <laughs> plastic things laying around my house for things to get stepped on or whatever. So, um, and we've also asked for, um, like bigger outside items, you know, like, Hey, if you want to throw in a little bit of money towards the trampoline, or if you want to throw some money towards this kid's new bike, cause they're going to need one, you know? So if it's going to make them physically active or they're going to be outside or it's going to create a memory, then I'm down with it. If I'm yeah. just going to have to pick it up and clean it at the end of the day, I really, please don't buy it. <laughs> so um, like in our kids' rooms, like in the boys' room, they have some Legos and some Lincoln logs and some cars. And that's pretty much what everybody plays with all day, every day. And it helps them to stimulate their imagination. They build stuff all day long. They build farms and zoos and baseball stadiums. And, you know, it just kind of lets their mind go. And if there was just a whole bunch of random toys sitting around, they they don't get played with, but if they mm -hmm. can make something out of, you know, Play-Doh, like all that kind of stuff, I'm, I'm cool with. So I guess simplicity in that aspect. Yes. Um, but I'm also about to have six children. And so simplicity in that aspect, <laughs> no, <laughs> there's not a lot that's very simple about that. But the part of my personality that has that gift of, you know, the planning ahead and the structure and organization, I feel like helps control the chaos. Yes. 
So what's your time like with the Lord? Like, are you able to have quiet time? You know, yeah. <laughs> what does that look like? I, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So I get up early, um, normally 530 or before, depending on what time the youngest one is waking up and I get it in. Um, also, I'm in a Bible study that um, is pretty pretty structured, pretty class-like. And so like every day it has stuff for you to do. So that kind of keeps me on track. But then also um, I've kind of had a new hunger ever since the beginning of the year. That's been really cool actually. And so almost any time that I'm doing maybe monotonous work that I don't have to be super duper focused on, I've got some sort of sermon playing in the background. I almost always am listening to something while I'm driving. And so I can get in a good amount of teaching throughout the day, like me soaking up different, different lessons and different teachings from people throughout the day. But as far as just my one-on-one quiet time with God, then it's just, it's early morning. And if I don't have it, um, I, I miss it. I, I really (laughs) feel like I need it. So sometimes it just means getting up a little bit earlier. Yes. And how do you take care of yourself? Um, Part of it is knowing how to prioritize and schedule um, and being really consistent with that. Um, You know, even if it's just knowing on the weekends, like, hey, Mike, you know, my husband is going to be home. Can I please go smell some candles at Marshall's for a couple hours? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I literally do that. I'm like, hey, I is it all right if I go smell some candles? And he's like, yep. I mean, then that's literally what I'm doing. It's not like a code word or anything. Um, <laughs> I'll just go walk around Marshall's and spend my sweet time with all those breakable little smell goods and not have to worry about fighting anybody off or somebody knocking something off the shelves. And I love that. Um, I kind of stopped. I used to love going grocery shopping by myself, but you know, I, I kind of figured time-wise, I can put stuff in an instant cart and go pick. They don't deliver out here. I'm like a few miles outside of town, but I'm outside <laughs> yeah. the boundary. So I still do have to go pick it up. But um, I I used to really enjoy grocery shopping by myself. Um, every once in a while, just taking a bath in the evenings. Um, it's not like I do like extravagant, expensive things. It's just the like, I'm going to get away for a little bit. Oh, in the summers. Um, I love laying out. And so almost every day when it's sunny outside in the summers, I go get about 30 minutes of just, I'm laying out, whether I'm reading a book or listening to music or on my phone, or there's, I'm just laying there that fills me up. And I know that I love it and I know that I need it. So that also motivates me to keep the kids on a pretty good schedule so that I know that I'm going to be able to get that time in. So simple stuff, but, um, it's the little things that can refresh you. Yes. And so you have a system in place that you have to take the time. I think that's so great because I know just regardless of your, you know, situation, whether you're at home or you're working, you have one kid or, or eight kiddos, you know, it's just, you are, you know, pouring out all day long. And so Mm -hmm. you have to just take the time, you know, Mm -hmm. for yourself as well. Yeah. Megan, are you good or not so good at giving yourself grace? I'm a lot better than I used to be for sure. (laughs) For sure. Like I used to beat myself up about everything. 
um, you know, it, I, there just was not a day that went by that I didn't put my head on the pillow at night and just be like, you failed again, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and I guess it wasn't necessarily beating myself up. I'd let the devil beat me up every day. Um, I would just listen to the lies on replay over and over and I just take it. It was like a woman in an abusive relationship who's not willing to leave. I was just like, okay, yes, yes. I screwed up. I'm sorry. I'll try harder. You know, that was, that was on constant replay. Um, just through a lot of work and growth and revelation over the last few years, I'm like, all right, well, I'm done with that. Um, we're going to move on to something (laughs) a little more healthy and a little more fun. For instance, um, I completely spaced on, um, so my kids go to, it's a program where they, um, are in class twice a week and they had a Valentine's day party and I had some work phone calls in the morning and one got moved and I scheduled it for a time that I thought it wasn't going to be a big deal. Well, when I got off of the phone call, I was planning on leaving to go to their party and it's a 45 minute drive to their school. And I got off of the phone call and I was like, oh my gosh, it's 1.30. Their party's starting right now. <laughs> and so I left and I got there in time to pick them up from school, but I missed the party, right? And um, I got in the car and I heard, you are the worst mom ever. And I literally oh. laughed. I laughed. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. Nice try. But I was up at 530 this morning packing their little lunches and sending the treats. And I did this and this. And I just reminded him of everything that I did that day. And I was like, good try. But I'm not taking the bait on that one anymore. Yeah. And, you know, like a week ago, I forgot. Um, we got invited to one of their friend's birthday parties. And it was a brother and a sister. They have birthday parties super close together. And I completely spaced it. And it was a day, um, it was the day before my birthday. So my husband surprised me with like lunch and um, some other stuff. And so I completely forgot about the birthday party. And I, in the past, would have beat myself up over it. I would have felt terrible. But I was like, you know what? Okay, moving on. We own a bounce house company. And so I was like, why don't you guys just come out to our house? We'll blow up a bounce house and I'll make some popcorn and cupcakes and we'll just call it good. Call it. And they're yeah. like, yeah, okay, great. So Yes, I'm way better about giving myself grace now because I think that one thing that pushed me towards that is one of our daughters, um, her personality and her weakness is to really take on guilt and shame and and condemnation. Like if she messes up, she wants to be really good, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, some of my other kids, I'm like, do you, do you feel guilty ever? Like, (laughs) but with, but with her, she, I'm like, honey, it's not a big deal, you know? And I'm trying to walk her through that. And and I think watching her experience hurt from taking on such guilt over little things, I'm like, this is not okay. And, um, so that's actually helped me work through giving myself grace in the process of teaching her to do that for herself. That's awesome. My daughter is the same way. Like she just will carry that, you Mm -hmm. know, and just has this kind of perfection. I'm going to call it a perfection idol, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. You got to give yourself grace. And then when you were telling those stories, I was like, Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm not the only one. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's, it's all of us for sure. (laughs) So almost having six kiddos, what are like just a handful of those life essentials that you have to have? Snacks in the purse. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, we, okay, well, like realistically, we have a potty seat in our van. Um, yes. Because for some reason, I'm not really sure why, but a lot of Texas parks don't have bathrooms. Um, but also, when you've got a whole bunch of little kids in car seats and you're stopped at a stoplight or, you know, you're running errands and you don't want to unload everybody because one person has to go potty. <laughs> like it's a lifesaver. So potty seat in the van, snacks in the purse. Um, let's see. Essentials. Hmm. I don't know. A husband's pretty good to have around. <laughs> I would, I would do what you need to do to keep them. Um, man, I don't know. I would say everything else is pretty expendable other than, um, just having some food on you to, to stave off the, the hangry times and yes. a place to go potty. Like. <laughs> those are really good. I think those, yeah. are, those are super important. I know that that really helps someone that's listening right now. They're like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. So I also buy, um, those boxes of cereal um, at Sam's Club that have like the little travel size boxes of cereal. Um, there's like, I don't know, 20 or 30 little mini boxes that come in this box. And so I just shove that in one of the seats in the van just in case I run out of the snacks in my purse. And I know we've got something in the van for somebody to eat. So yeah, there's you some, have a backup. Some, mm-hmm. Yes, we do. So awesome. So on, I'm going to switch gears just for one second, because I know that there is a listener out there and, and she, you know, is just like, I want to become a mom so bad. Like that is just on her radar. It's on her heart. It's a huge desire. And she just is not a mom yet. So Mm -hmm. I would love for you just to talk to that woman who is just in the waiting, um, you know, to become a mother. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, I would say be open to whatever that plan looks like for God for you, because I know that so many desire, um, you know, their own child, which is obviously that's innate, right? Like he, he put us on the earth to be fruitful and to multiply from our own DNA. Right. And so, um, that's obviously something that is normal to want. Um, but to still be open to where if, you know, God has a child for you to adopt or take in, or maybe just a slightly different plan, than what you've always thought about and just ask him to soften your heart to whatever his plan is. And, you know, if the waiting has gone on and on and on and on, it's okay to say, okay, God, if this is not your will for me, then I need you to take this desire away. Um, because I don't want to desire something that you don't have for me, but if it is still for me, then increase that. Because if my desire increases, then my hope is going to increase. I'm going to be able to hang on to that anchor. And, and hold on because I have friends that, you know, they struggled with infertility and ended up adopting and they were married for like 16 or 17 years and then got pregnant and had a baby, you know? <laughs> and so it's, you just never know what the plan looks like. I would just really encourage you to, if the desire is not going away, then hang on to that as a sign and a promise Um, and if you don't want to desire that anymore, then ask him to take it from you and he will. Um, but at the same time, I've said that prayer before for sure. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, for sure. And in the meantime, you know, using the time that you do have, um, because believe it or not, you 
if you are not a mother and um, yet, and you're waiting for that first child, you have way more free time than the mother even with one has. <laughs> but I would take advantage of that and really get to know yourself and get to know God. Because there's a lot of people that they really don't know themselves. They wouldn't be able to describe who they are without describing what they do, you know? Um, and Ooh, yeah. they might not completely know and understand the character of God. So take that time and dive into his identity and character and your identity and character.